Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to eCourse Adventures Live. We are live. We're live. Andy Freest, how you doing? Doing well. How are you, Bradley Morris? I am quite well. We have a five-day typhoon coming through the West Coast of British Columbia here this starting tonight. So I'm kind of excited. I'm going to be golfing in storms for the next like five days, and it's going to be quite, quite crazy and fun. So I'm sort of looking forward to it. I might even get an internet vacation if our power goes out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, life is really good. How you all doing out there? Good day, Trish. Where's everybody listening, watching, and tuning in from around the world? Share in the comments section over in the sidebar specifically for those of you who are here live with us rather than those of you who are watching us in the future. So curious about the future. What will it behold? What is going to happen in the future of planet Earth? My goodness, that could be a whole podcast in itself. So we've got Trish in Vancouver Island, BC, Canada, my next door neighbor. I'm over on Salt Spring Island, BC. We've got Andy calling in from Hawaii, the giant big island, which is actually where Andy and I met while I was on my honeymoon. And uh, where else we got humans calling in from? We would love to know because we're curious. Who's here? Who is on the lines with us? So, Mr. Freest, what do you want to dive into today? Uh, So today we have a pretty exciting topic. We are going to uh, talk about how we can grow our list organic, non-GMO, and Facebook ads free. And so we're going to be looking at, um, we like to call it organic ways of building the list and um, really with a focus on relationship building because that is the name of the game in our opinion. Yeah, definitely. So Let's, uh, as people are, are arriving to the adventure today, let's just, let's begin. So, obviously, you don't need to have a giant list, a skyscraper side, sized mammoth list to really do what you're here to do with your business. And so, or if you're here to make e-courses, which we're assuming you're doing because the show is e-course adventures live, we're here to build online courses and experiences for people. Um, and so the big preconceived idea is that, well, I can't get started on my course because I don't have a list. This is something that we hear all the time. In fact, we've had people sign up for the course and then they kind of go divergent off the mountain because like, I got to go build my list before I can build this course. But the two are actually, they go hand in hand. So we've got all sorts of different rabbit holes we're going to take you down today. Um, generally we get together before the show starts and we have all sorts of wonderful conversations about what we want to talk about today. So let's start with the common ideas. The, the most common story that we hear um, the, the guru teachers in the world of online marketing say, they say that you need to have an opt-in bribe. You got to bribe people to get their email address so that you can sell them your stuff. And the traditional way of doing the email opt-in is you dangle a little carrot in front of their noses and they go, and the little carrot is like, hey, I'm going to tell you this thing. I'm going to give you this tip, this hack, this cheat sheet. I'm going to give you my webinar on such and such. And that's basically the way things are doing it. And we also have one, but it's the intention behind it. 
this whole branding thing. If we're here to build relationships with real human beings who are on the other side of the screen, is a bribe the way that we want to start our relationship with them? You know, would I, I don't know. if I <laughs> I don't, I can't really think of any, uh, really like long lasting positive relationships in my life that started with a bribe. No, I don't think so. <laughs> it's like, it's like dishonesty straight out of the gate. I have hidden intentions here that I am going to trick you into getting that email address so I can give you this carrot and then blast you full of email tsunamis. So this is not what we're talking about. Um, in the Grady course adventure, we have an analogy and it's, it's similar than the bribe. We do need people's email addresses to grow our list. That's what we're here to talk about today is growing our list. But this whole bribe notion, I mean, think about the, the underlying intention and energy behind a bribe. It is like, I am trying to get something. I've got these intentions in my mind and I'm trying to get something from you. And that's not how we want to build these long lasting relationships. And so we have something in the Grady Course Adventure, an analogy called the walk in the park. Because what we're doing here is we're not just trying to get numbers, like high numbers of people to sell stuff to. What we're trying to do is build relationships and allow people the opportunity to get to know who you are, what you do, why you're doing it. Like, who's this human here that has this website that has all this knowledge and wisdom? And so the walk in the park, the idea behind that is it's a way for people to get to know who you are so you can start to build that relationship. Yep. Yeah, and like, so, I, yeah, I, go for I it. Just, I, I feel like the way that we're taught to think about this stuff is a little bit skewed. Um, I mean, there's a lot of weird language in the marketing world. Um, like targeting and, and, you know, we can go into that, but it's like a lot of like war language in this really negative kind of weird uh, paradigm that it's all in. Um, but really like if we kind of, if we take a step back and look at what the essence of what's going on here is that, you know, we want to build a relationship with somebody. That's really what, that's what the whole list thing is, is it's, um, it's a way to, uh, to basically communicate and have a relationship with, with your fans and grow list. And then, you know, you have people to sell to and stuff. And the problem that we've noticed is that a lot of times uh, people sort of assume that like their list is their business. It's sort of like that that's the name of the game is to grow the list as big as you can. And it's like, whoever has the biggest list has the biggest success, you know? Uh, yeah. And it's just not, uh, not how we want to play and I don't, I don't think that it's really like the way forward, so to speak. Um, yeah. So let's dive into this walk in the park idea, this analogy. Um, it's like this person just arrived there. It's like, hello, you know, you're on my website. We just, we just met, you know. The, mm. And so the first thing we do, we don't want to bribe them. It's like you're going out for coffee with this person. You're you're going to get to know each other. So your introductory offering, the thing that, that you're offering the person should they decide to subscribe to your email list, it needs to be something that is like personal. It allows you to build a relationship. You're providing them with some form of high value that is going to help them see that, oh, like I trust you, I like you, I want to get to know you better. Because usually if you go off 
somebody you just met. You're like, hey, you know, we just met. Let's go out for coffee sometime. You meet them at the coffee shop and it goes by and you can't stand the person or fake a phone call in the middle of the coffee day because you're like, okay, I got to get out of here. Like, I need a rescue. Get me out of this coffee date because you just don't vibe. Or it's like you love the person and you realize that you want to have coffee dates or you want to like go spend a weekend together and do an adventure. And so that's basically the purpose of the walk in the park is it's like, are we a fit for each other's like values, personality, intentions, mission, like everything we stand for? Do we align? And the answer is going to be a yes or no. So you really need to make sure that that offer helps them to know if there's an alignment here. Are we actually match what we're here to do? Yeah, yeah it's like the, the, the idea of uh, people that saying that people buy from those who they like, know, and trust. And so the walk in the park is sort of this first encounter where the uh, potential audience member can kind of have a taste of your flavor and it's the first sort of level of the like, know, and trust. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so beyond the walk in the park, we have something called the day trek or the weekend trek. And that would be your paid offering that would take them beyond that. And then we have something called a vision quest, which would be one of your more premium experiences for them. And then we have what's called a great e-course adventure. And that's where you have a series of transformations that lead to this ultimate transformation. That could be like a 12-month coaching program. It could be a really larger course that requires a lot more time and support. But that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about the walk in the park, this introductory offering that will help you develop relationships and grow your email list. So... I think one of the the things with this walk in the park, you're looking to give something, you're looking to share something, share yourself, share some wisdom that helps people. And it can be as simple or complex as you want. We recommend simple. People are looking for a quick way to get to know who you are so they're not investing a whole bunch of time in somebody they may not necessarily want to get to know. And so something you want to remember as you're creating that walk in the park offering is that you want to keep it human. These people are not a bunch of leads or numbers. These are real humans. They have real needs. They have real goals. And so you want to, because this is the internet and it's a lot more challenging, um, you want to be able to give people a taste of who you actually are in your real life and like what you're actually like, not this like persona of who you're trying to make yourself make people believe you are like just be yourself and create something awesome a lot of the a lot of the intro offerings or the the bribes out there they're kind of second thoughts uh they're people don't put a ton of time into their email opt-in and i think this is a huge mistake a lot of people are doing i think your email opt-in needs to be something that's epic it needs to be awesome. It needs to be really, really well put together. It needs to be in sync with your whole brand and message. Like give people an experience of what your overall brand stands for, what that transformation is. Like put in effort. Yeah, I have a really good example here. Um, so uh, and all, all, all you guys that know me know that I'm really into music. And that's kind of my um, secondary life, so to speak. Um, and and studying about like running a, a business in the music industry. Um, the music industry is really going through some, some heavy changes right now. And it used to be that as a musician, you could like create a piece of music or, or an album or whatever. And that, you know, like the name of the game was like to, to make a living off of that. And 
with like Torrance and Napster and just the, the way that like music has kind of become this, you don't even buy CDs anymore. Like there's not even a physical artifact. It's just this like digital thing that is infinitely replicable. Like it doesn't even cost money to create more of it. Um, and so like people, you know, people basically, it's not that they like, they don't value music. It's just that people don't really generally like just don't buy music. Right. So this is this big problem with, with artists. And so there's this book that was a huge paradigm shift for me that was basically talking about, um, so there's this, this website called Bandcamp that a lot of independent artists are using right now. And what it does is you put your music on there and they have a feature where um, you, can, you can either sell your music or you can give it away for like, you know, pay what you want. So it's like basically free. And the idea behind this is this idea of like, instead of asking for a transaction to get to know you, right, which is the old way. It used to be like, oh, you, you hear about a new artist. Well, you need to go pay for their thing and then you can get to know them and decide if you like them and want to dive in deeper. But now it's kind of flipped to so where like you, you know, you go to this artist page and you can, you listen to their music before buying it, even if it's a paid thing, like you can listen to the whole thing without, you know, um, any obstruction at all. And then you can decide if you like it and you want to buy it or they'll just give it to you for free. Um, and then when you buy it, you know, it takes your email address and then you're added to their database and then that kind of starts a relationship. But the, the, the concept is this idea of like, it's this, uh, they taste it and decide if they like you before there's a transaction, right? Like the transaction is them giving you attention. That's transaction number one. Um, and so, yeah, like it's it just, that was just a huge aha moment for me. Um, and it's just, there's a, there's a lot more that we could dive into, but it just kind of brings up a question for me of like, and we've actually explored this before, this possibility of like, what would it be like instead of, uh, you know, demanding the email to get to know you, if you created some sort of experience and then said, Hey, did you like that? Like, let's, let's connect on a deeper level. You know, I, I can keep in touch with email. It's like the energy behind that it's a lot different than like, Hey, I have this thing you want. Give me your email, you know? Yeah. Not to say that's like a bad thing, but just, um, I think that it's worth exploring and finding something that feels like a total yes. Well, and blogs are wonderful for that as well. Um, if you, if you're really active in your blog and you create, you know, you can do video, you can do audio for eCourse Adventures Live. Every episode is in our blog. And so you could land on our website. You could devour every single episode, plus all of our previous blogs, plus a whole bunch of other exciting videos that we've created. And you could not give us an email at all. Like we're, we're not demanding that email. But if you want more, then you can give the email. There's plenty of ways to get to know who we are and receive tons of value without any exchange. And so I think the most important thing right here, just up to this point of the conversation, is that you want to build relationships. Write that down. How can you build deeper, better relationships? This is not about the 10,000 person list. That is not going to guarantee you success. What's going to guarantee you success is building really deep, impactful relationships with the people who are already in front of you or who are arriving at your website. That is your that is your main job as the entrepreneur here is to really 
foster each and every single person. Instead of getting 10,000 people, how can you serve one person extremely, extremely well? And then how do you go from that one person and start to scale that up so that say you get to 100 people on your email list, how are you showing up and serving those people? You need to be thinking about this all the time. Like, what can you do to truly provide value and bring these people what they want? One way is to send out a survey and find out what they want. It's a really good way. Ask them what they want. Yep. And so we were, we we're diving into the conversation. There, um, Kevin Kelly, who's the founder of Wired Magazine, he's, uh, if you haven't listened to his interviews on the Tim Ferriss show, his podcast, um, I, this is how I got to know Kevin Cal- Kelly and what he's all about. But his interviews are phenomenal. There's like four hours of interviews there. But he's the he talks about something called the thousand true fans. So what do you say we just talk about that for a few minutes before we actually get into specific things to build your thousand true fans? Yeah. So the idea the idea with thousand true fans is um, that basically the point that he makes is that making it big, like so, making sort of the equivalent of like a blockbuster hit or kind of becoming. Uh, famous, you know, and being like a household name in what in your industry is very, very unlikely. And um, it's like the people that uh, there's a sort of um, dominance over the industry in a certain sense. And so it's really hard to kind of to get anything off the ground, really. Um, And so what he's saying is that uh, basically, so instead of aiming to be like a blockbuster hit and have like, tens of 1000s of fans and this huge thing and like, uh, you know, what can you, what else can you do? And his solution to that is to find a thousand true fans. And what he means by that, so I'll just read his definition. Yeah. Um, and he basically says that, like, any, basically any creator, any artist, um, you know, animator, designer, e-course creator, that you only need a thousand true fans to make a good living. And that's a very important thing to realize. So he says a true fan is defined as someone who will purchase anything and everything that you produce. They will drive 200 miles to see you sing. They will buy the super deluxe reissued high-res box set of your stuff, even though uh, they have the low-res version. They'll have a Google alert set for your name. They bookmark the eBay page where your out-of-print editions show up, blah, 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 blah. Basically, you know, they just, they want everything that you put out. Um, and so the key thing here that he says, is, you know, these are true fans. And the, so the goal is to convert a thousand lesser fans into a thousand true fans. Yeah. So, you know, if you think of this, like in terms of your email list, you don't need a 10,000 person email list. No. Um, and you probably don't even need a thousand person email list because, um, you know, his, the way that he defines it, he's saying, let's just say that uh, with a thousand true fans, let's say that each of those fans uh, per year basically gave you a day's worth of their weight, you know, a day wage of like, you know, yeah. their work, which is basically like, let's just call it a hundred bucks. So each, each of those thousand people gave you a hundred bucks a year, which is totally, you know, not that challenging to, to comprehend. That's a hundred thousand dollars a year. That's more than a decent living, right? Yeah. Um, you know, in our case, you know, we're dealing with e-courses. Um, it's a different value proposition than, somebody that's, you know, like a musician where like an album's worth 10, 15 bucks or whatever, you know, e-courses are, are very valuable. Um, so, you know, he makes a point that like different industries, you know, maybe one industry, you know, the real number is more like you need 500 true fans. And I think with e-courses, it's probably lower than a thousand true fans. Yeah. 
So um, let's talk about how to get those thousand true fans because maybe you have five true fans right now, people that are buying your courses or signing up for your coaching, uh, whatever it might be that you're offering right now. So how do you scale that? How do you actually grow into a thousand true fans? Now, I think one of the most important things we live in this like instant gratification society. We need to like, we need to fix that within ourselves. We need to be patient and we need to have a long-term vision that we're moving towards. Whether it's like, you know, in three years from now, you're going to have your thousand true fans. You're going to be at that, like that pinnacle where you have a thousand true fans. Doesn't mean you can't do it sooner, but that's going to help you grow into that vision so that you don't feel so desperate for your thousand true fans today that you need to go out and get them because that's not what this is about. And so with my meditation um, work, because before I was doing e-courses, um, I taught 500 meditation workshops in about two and a half years. And then I started building online courses. In those two years of teaching 500 workshops, I built my thousand true fans. When I launched my meditation courses, they just started to spread. And they've spread to more than 40 countries since launching them in 2012. And now I'm having other companies, uh, meditation apps and all sorts of stuff coming to me where there's no more effort required on my behalf to to help it expand and grow and circulate and so i put in the work i put in two and a half years of solid work to build the foundation that i was leading workshops every three days i was like i was just working it and showing up and if there was two people that came to my workshop i treated it just like there was 25 people that showed up to my workshop and so you need to you need to really be dedicated to the long-term vision that you're not looking to get this like quick payout from these people because that's going to be felt and then they're going to unsubscribe from your list. You need to treat these people like real people, like you're actually developing a real relationship. So how do we do that? What are, what are all the magical, wonderful ways that are going to help you develop real relationships with people who become your true fans? And how do we convert our kind of fans, people on our email list now that sort of are, hover on the sidelines to real fans. Yeah. So it's essentially what we're talking about here is like, you know, getting your, your, your mailing list to a thousand people um, isn't really that challenging. It's just a matter of just keeping going. Um, and so when, when, you, when you get to that thousand mark, what we're, what we're uh, suggesting is instead of thinking about, okay, how do I get to 5,000 now? How do I get to 10,000? So how do I increase the value and increase the potency of the relationship that I have with, with these thousand people? Yeah. And so obviously, obviously our greatest tool for growing fans and helping people to learn about our message and what we do is conversations. That's ultimately the way that we build relationships through conversations. And there's so many mediums that we have available to have conversations. For example, we're doing this webinar podcast thing right here. And so every week we do one of these conversations on a different topic. We're get, starting to get more and more people showing up to the show, uh, listening, sending us emails afterwards, requesting next week topics. And this is like, for us, this is like a long-term vision for us. We're going to start interviewing other people who are doing really cool work in the online learning world, and we're going to grow it from there. So Hosting your own podcast is a great way for you to get polished on what your message and what you're actually here to talk about. And you might start with five listeners, but that five listeners over the next couple of years, if you're actually consistent and show up week in and week out, no matter what, 
could grow into 5,000 listeners. And out of that 5,000, 1,000 of them might be hardcore fans. And that's what you need. And so the other way, and this is one of our biggest strategies for our marketing, which since launching the Great E-Course Adventure in January of this year, we've done very little marketing. We did a Facebook launch, which we can get into another time. It went horribly awful. We learned a ton of valuable lessons about the importance of growing relationships rather than trying to funnel cold traffic to your website. But getting podcast interviews, there's infinite podcasts and summits that are now happening online. I'm sure you see them show up in your Facebook newsfeed and you get marketing about them. So if you want to get your message out and have conversations, then Google search whatever your topic is. So let's just say you are a creative business coach. Look up creative business coach podcasts and I guarantee you'll find a thousand different podcasts and maybe each of those thousand podcasts might have a hundred listeners or a thousand listeners or some of them might even have 10,000 plus listeners. Reach out to those hosts and be like, hey, here's my thing. Here's my website. And this is what I'm talking about. I think I could provide a ton of value and a really unique perspective about this topic on your show. Would you like to interview me? And you can be very casual about it and they'll check you out. And oftentimes you'll hear back from them. They'll either be like, oh, yeah, it's not a fit or I'm booked up for the next year. Or I would love to interview you. Let's do this. And if you're booking yourself for all sorts of different interviews, you're gonna start to get exposure. Don't go, you don't need to go for like the John Lee Dumas of interviews. It's great when those things happen, but if you're growing relationships, because each of those podcasts at the end of the podcast are gonna be like, do you wanna share anything that you're offering right now? Boom, oh yeah, I've got this webinar coming up, or oh yeah, I've got this online course, and then you're gonna direct traffic, in the show notes is gonna be a link to your course, and it's a really organic, fun way to grow your list. So there's there's one tip to go get your thousand true fans. Andy, what do you got? Key thing, key thing being that you're building relationship with colleagues, with other people that are, you know, uh, sort of, uh, you know, there's essentially what we're talking about here is, you know, there's the building relationships and communicating with your fans and there's building relationships and communicating with um, other leaders in your industry, other artists um, that, you know, have their own fan bases that, um, you know, and by connecting with them, your fan bases can start to intermingle a little bit. Yeah. Um, hubs, hubs are your best friend. Like rather than looking for individuals, you know, on Facebook, how about you search for hubs and leaders of hubs and start building relationships with them and being creative and how you can show up and serve those hub leaders and add more value to their hub. Because if you add value to their hub and the people within their hub, then that's going to also help them look good. It's going to build more trust with them. And so you need to think about that. Like, and a hub could be in person. For example, um, I'm at a, a big conference I was at a couple weeks ago. Uh, I met a man named David. And David got my business card, checked out my website. And he hosts a local meetup group called Inspired Conversations. And he asked me to come speak at his next Inspired Conversations thing. Uh, because of the work that I'm doing. And David, he is a hub leader. His inspired conversations, they attract about 50 people every single time that they do one. But in that network, network is about a thousand people that come and go between each of them. And so you could create a local meetup 
in your area for your specific topic. It could be a mastermind. It could be a meetup. It could be something super casual that you're the hub leader. I mean, if you are a hub leader, that's going to help you get into all sorts of other networks and start to develop a community around you and what you're passionate about. That is the most important thing. With the Great E-Course Adventure, we're developing an online community of people that are really passionate about taking e-learning to a whole new level in the world. And that's our, our community that we're growing. And so think about that. How can you grow a community of people that stand for the same thing, believe in the same thing, are trying to do the same things as you, and that's complementary to whatever it is that you're offering. Yeah, hubs. Hubs. The key, the key thing here that's important to really let it have it sink in is at the center of all of this is communication. It's like you know how how do you get to know somebody, right? There's there's communication that needs to happen, and it goes it goes both ways. And that's really the name of the game when it comes to um, developing, you know, true fans. Is there's there's a very distinct uh, difference between a broadcast and a communication, right? Because you know nobody wants to just be talked to. You know, you know that person that just like you you see them and they just start talking and they just don't stop, right? Like everybody just you just like kind of cringe and just want out of that relationship. Speaking of which, just on the, the topic of talking to you, we're also open to questions. And so if you have questions underneath the video player here is a questions and topics uh, button. You can ask your questions there and we will answer them for you. Yep. Just saying. True fact. True fact. Oh, All right. What else can we do to build our thousand true fans? Because there's yeah, lots. So, so that, you know, the... the Basically, networking, um, blog posting, getting on interviews um, is a really, really great way. And then also hosting our own interviews. And really, like, by just focusing on being a connector and making yeah. connections, that is, yeah. that's the name, of the, game, the name of the game. And I think it's, it's always more valuable to think in terms of um, strategies rather than tactics. And what, what I mean by that is, you know, a, a strategy is to, um, to to be a connector and, you know, reach out to other industry leaders and make connections with them and see how you can serve them. Uh, that's a strategy. Uh, well, it's yeah. also a little bit of a tactic. But a tactic is like uh, a specific thing like, you know, putting, your, putting a pop-up on your website, right? Doing like little piddly things, um, which, you know, which can be, they can have an effect, but... Generally, when you look at things from a, a bigger picture and approach it from a strategy perspective, you're going to get uh, more leverage. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just focusing on being a connector is, is a huge, huge thing. And, and communicating. And, um, you know, I think, too, that by taking the list that you already have, let's just say you have a list of 100 people, right? Like most people, when they're really starting out, like it's, really easy to get to about 100 um, because you can get to 100 people by simply like getting out a piece of paper and just thinking of everybody that you know that's that may be interested in what you're doing okay and you just write down a list of 100 people and you reach out to them and say hey i have this thing that i'm doing Are you, if you're interested like i'll add you to my list and and then there you go you have your 100 people and so you know one way to also grow that list is to just start really serving that list and including them in the conversation and connecting them together. And if you do a really good job of that, 
which you should be doing, uh, they will probably start telling other people. And yeah. especially if you say, hey, well, you, you know, if you are enjoying this, then, you know, tell your friends about it that might be interested. Um, yeah. And that's a great example of what we call, you know, organic list building. It's just um, people want to share things that they like with other people. That's what social media is, right? Absolutely. And I think um, developing things that, that are new and fresh and exciting. Like when we created the Grady Course Adventure, I don't think anything like this has ever been created. And so what can you do in your industry, your line of work? This never been done before. And I'm going to use Deanna, who's on today, as, as an example of like an exciting, fresh idea. So Deanna, uh, I hope you're cool with me sharing your awesome idea with everybody. She's working on an elite entrepreneurship training for teenagers. And the theme that she's going with is like a spy theme of so mixing like spy and adventure with helping youth change the world through entrepreneurship. And it's a super cool idea. And so one of the things that she's going to do to grow her, her thousand true fans is she's going to be interviewing these, these world changers, young people who are in their teens that already have thriving businesses in the world and are already changing the world to add social proof and to create these stories and inspiration for other teenagers to come to her website and be like, oh my God, I want to do that. And then Deanna's like, yo, I got this training to teach you how to do that. And it's just like it fits together so well. And so her marketing strategy is basically go get these interviews. Go talk to these brilliant young people who have decided to start businesses that are changing the world. And that's a super unique thing. And I'm not going to give her name away because that's up for her to do. She's got a really cool name and brand and everything that's coming together for her course. And so that's a really valuable resource to people that are going to be into her course. It's going to be sharing the stories. It's going to be really exciting. Uh, for us with the Great E-Course Adventure, we, we did this Facebook ads launch. We spent a bunch of money and we tried to rewrite the whole funnel. Thing. We tried all these different variations of offerings that we could do. And the thing that worked best for us as far as like getting people to show up and offering them value and having people actually purchase our course at the end of it was webinars. And so then we started to ask ourselves, because we're all about up, just up-leveling everything in e-learning. And so we we're like, what could we do to really transform webinars? And so we started playing with all these different technologies to learn how to do a live webinar on green screen. And because we're both living on rural islands, our Wi-Fi is not awesome enough to stream at a super fast pace to make it so that it's not choppy. So then we were like, well, what if we were to produce something beforehand? So produce kind of like a cinematic experience on our green screens, which gives us an infinite possibility to play with, like a, a blank canvas that we could create anything. And then we show up and we do these live webinars just like we are now. And then we press play on this feature presentation that we create. And then we do a Q&A live at the end and we can be in the chat room. And so this solved our predicament on how we're going to completely transform the entire webinar world. And so coming up on October 27th, this is a little bit of foreshadowing and a pitch, not really a pitch, just an invitation. 
we are doing an outer space webinar adventure that I really think is going to be a catalyst of inspiration for other people who are thinking, man, webinars sure are boring. I don't like them and I'm uninspired by them. I think you're going to be pretty blown away by what we've created and are going to be finishing creating this week. We're final day in the studio is tomorrow and I'm pumped in case you couldn't tell. So I just want to say like, Think about how you can do things better and more unique than everybody else out there. Look what's being offered in your industry and get wildly creative in how you can do it better in, in more interesting ways. Because uh, what is the guy from Sounds Like a Movement? He says, in the sea of sameness, weird wins. And so it's okay to be weird. We kind of need to be weird in this world if we want to stand out. We've got to be radical. We've got to be different. I just want to say too, like something to aim for um, is I feel like the, the, the idea of a true fan, like the true fan really starts to set in for somebody when they feel like that they belong to what you've created. Right? Like, yeah. Or, or not even necessarily to a specific thing you've created, but just the overall brand and like what you stand for and kind of what you're all about. If they feel like that there's a belonging um, for them in that, then you're doing a good job. Yeah. So that takes us to how do you create a sense of belonging? And the answer is your online community, having an online gathering space for all of your people to get together. And that could be a, a private Facebook group or a secret Facebook group. Um, you know, Kimra Luna uh, from Freedom Hackers, she does a great job with this on her Facebook group. And this has helped her build a multi-million dollar business is developing her community through that, which builds awareness. All of a sudden, she's a trusted, known uh, hub leader. And so how can you build a, a hub around you or the online community version, not just like an in-person meetup? And so for you, Deanna, how could you start to create a Facebook group that is for young leaders who want to be entrepreneurs and in that group they can share their ideas they can talk about their inspiration you can be a curator of conversations for them to be having about ideas and solutions for the world's problems and you could also use that community forum as a way to promote your your interviews and your course i i <laughs> let's just talk about Facebook memes and Instagram memes for a second. Cause some people, and I know in my past when I was doing my old business, Cowbunga life, um, my marketing strategy was I'm going to create 10 memes a day. I'm going to post on my Facebook wall. I'm going to make money somehow through that. And Facebook memes, unless you're paying for advertising and you are sending people to an actual call to action, like your landing opt-in page, and you've got a streamlined like process that is opting them in, you're giving them the experience, and that's leading them towards your your paid offering. Unless that's what you're doing, like just posting inspiring quotes with like say your website or your your logo on it is not a smart use of your marketing time. It's just not. It's a hobby. It's crafts. It's it's nice, but it's not a marketing strategy to bank on. It's not, 
you know, unless you've already built a following of like a million people on Facebook or Instagram or something like that, and you're getting a ton of traction. But if you hear crickets for most of them, or you only get like 12 people that like them, then it's probably not a good use of your time. You could probably find more constructive things to be doing than doing those. So yeah, like if, if they're, if they're creating a conversation and communication and that's, and that it's working, then by all means do it. Um, but a lot of times, like, you know, a lot of the Facebook posts and memes and stuff like that are sort of what I would call like a, a broadcast. It's kind of like, I'm going to tell you how it is. And then, you know, I'm basically just going to make a statement and then I'm expecting you to just accept that as the truth. And that's not very conversational, right? Like it's not including people and kind of creating an air of um, coming together and, and having a conversation about something. And that's you know uh, if social media is a conversational platform it's 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 like if you notice the things that have the most engagement it's they're they're conversations that are you know including people and so that's you know that's the right way to use social media yeah um, now let's let's talk about another another method this is another one of our our main ways of spreading the word. So I talked about doing podcasts and interviews earlier as one of the ways of us having conversations about transforming e-learning. Now, one of the, the key ways, and I'm sure you've all heard it used, is like affiliate marketing. And uh, affiliate marketing is basically when you go to somebody, one of these hub leaders, it could be somebody with a podcast, it could be when you guest blog for somebody, and basically... At the end of it, they, they kind of share your work and then they'll promote your course for you for a percentage, whether it's 30% or up to 50%. And so our, I think our affiliate commission, we call it messengers because they're shouting from the mountaintops for us to help spread the word, uh, is 30% that we give people. And so these relationships take time. My Originally when I started the figure out affiliate marketing. I would just like send these emails to random people and be like, Hey, do you want to promote my course? I'll give you 30%. And that's typically how an amateur does it. And that's not the way we recommend doing it. What you're looking to do is build relationships. For example, one of the guys, um, uh, Chris from Lifter LMS. Lifter LMS is one of the platforms that we recommend. Um, and we, we really dig what he's done with that. We like what he stands for. And so I reached out to him uh, a week ago, because he wrote this really cool blog, and I was just like, hey, we've been promoting you to all our students for a while. I'd love to have a human-to-human relationship with you. Could we, you know, set up a call and just, like, explore this relationship that's already formed, but we just haven't met yet? And he was so, like, touched and stoked to connect with us, and so we're setting up a meeting. The same thing happened with Teachable, one of the other platforms um, that we we encourage people to use. We we had a, a company reach out to us and then we're like, well, we've really, you know, we appreciate your offer to like give us all these perks, but we really like Teachable. So we reached out to Teachable and we're like, hey, we've been promoting it to all our students. And we ended up getting on a call with them and it was so freaking inspiring. And they're inspired by us and we're inspired by them. And it was just like, boom, we found our tribe and they invited yeah, us was, to their summit. It's, the important thing, the distinction here is that like, as far as like, features and business and like technology goes like, you know, these two uh, companies, you know, were basically identical. Okay. But it was, 
the conversation and just like the face-to-face human-to-humanness that lies beyond the business, right? That resonance that we felt with the teachable guys yeah. was something that wasn't there um, in the other situation. And that's what was the basis. Like we were just talking just as friends. Like it, it, we weren't even talking business stuff for, for the majority of the conversation. And that's what initiated that sort of that like, know, and trust. It was just like, oh, I like you as a person. Yeah. I trust you. Like I feel that you are feeling me and that we're seeing each other. And like that is what sort of got us to be like, oh, we're on board with you. Like no doubt. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah. So it's like, a good strategy for you, and this was a number that we gave ourselves, was to have two to three conversations per week with people you want to be connecting with who have a shared value system and approach or you're on a similar mission, a complementary mission, actually, like complementary, that you're complementary of each other. You're not competing for the same thing. You're complementary and you could actually leverage what each other is doing. That's what you're looking to do. And so write down on your piece of paper in front of you or on your computer, how can I start having two to three conversations with new people, leaders, other people passionate about this thing per week? And that could be Skype conversations because you need to you need to set up a face to face with somebody before they're going to promote you or anything like that's the Skype is kind of like your coffee when building relationships with hub leaders is <laughs> to like get together, have a cup of coffee, and just talk about stuff. And it's beautiful. Most people will probably be touched that you're actually approaching your business and like growing relationships on a human level. They're probably going to be their respect for you is going to go up, you know, that you're not just sending out a cold email that you promote me or, Hey, I've got this thing. What do you think? Like me, 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 me. How about let's, I really like your website. I, I align with what you're doing. This is what I'm up to as well. Let's hop on Skype and chat. Let's have an inspiring conversation. That's usually my question is like, would you like to have an inspiring conversation? If they say no, then chances are they're not my cup of tea anyways. But most people are like, I'd love to have an inspiring conversation. Those are my favorite. <laughs> yeah. So have more inspiring conversations. Um, and I just want to, one final, one final little tip for me is do one to two things really freaking well. Like don't have... 10 marketing things that you do. Like I do Facebook ads. I do, um, I go to this meetup. I do all these different things. Like pick one to two things that you do. So for us, it's interviews and it is affiliate marketing. It's building relationships and getting people to promote our outer space webinar adventure. And then that in turn, if, if people love that, then they'll have the opportunity to purchase our course. And then whoever referred them will get a commission. We're basically just asking people to promote this mind blowing webinar adventure. And that's it. Like those are our two marketing strategies that we're gonna do really well, that I'm gonna show up every day and think about those things. Who can I reach out to now? Who can I set up a meeting with? Like that is that is it, that's, that's the obsession right there. Just two things and keep it really simple and make sure there are two things you really enjoy. If you hate Facebook, then you shouldn't make Facebook your top marketing strategy. So, Anand says, terrific, like your approach, you've taught me what not to do. 
So what you gonna do? What you gonna do, folks? Um, we've uh, we've expanded this a little bit. We have time for one question. If anybody has one question, we're we're open to answering. And Andy, what is your while we're waiting for that one question to come in? What one thing do you want to leave people with? The one golden piece of advice. The, no pressure. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's just I think it's just a mindset shift, which is the most important thing, um, and it's to not look at this list building activity as a numbers game. It's not about you know people are not numbers in your Mailchimp account; they are you know humans that you are connecting with, and so you know if you can think about it's about making more friends. And making each of those friends better friends with you, and also, you know, the other thing too is to connect, figure out ways to connect them together, and that, you know, the, the potential and power that is beyond measure. Yeah. So I know yeah. that that's not that's not a tactic. That's strategy, and you're like going to be far far better off uh, focusing on on strategies than tactics. <sighs> Amen. So, so true. You can sprint at certain parts because that's fun. But then yep. you got to also pace yourself. You got to pace yourself because if you yeah. try and sprint to the finish line of making a sale with somebody, it's going to come off as sleazy. It's going to come off as rushed. It's going to come off as desperate. That's not what you want. So I would love to know, I would love to know, I would love to know, email us your one thing. What is your top takeaway from today? Because we want to know what landed home for you. What's, what like really hit the mark for you about this episode and what we've shared today? What are you committed to doing to build relationships so that you can help get your work out into the hands of the people who need it most? That's the question. And if you have topic suggestions for next week, also email us because we are open. Okay, so we have a question here. All right, we're going to take a minute to do the question. Yeah. I was almost wrapped up. You're lucky, David J. You got it You're in lucky. just in the nick of time. You want to hit that answer question yep. button? Got it. Did it. All right, so David says, how does one know which strategy is best for them, their business and audience? There's so much pressure in sales out there encouraging this or that approach. Any tools or guidance to help discern amongst the myriad of choices? Okay, so the, 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 the thing that's really kind of drawing my attention is this idea of, like, how do you know, right? How do, how do, you, how do you find, like, complete, absolute certainty that your approach is going to work? And the short answer to that is that you don't. You just try. You experiment. That's the only way to actually know is that you tried something and then it worked. Now you know yeah. it works. Right? We tried Facebook ads. We failed miserably. It sucked. And, you know, we spent a lot of money to learn that lesson. Um, and so we just, we picked two strategies that we really like. We like having conversations. <laughs> we like podcasts and interviews are really fun. And they're great ways to get the word out and help grow your grow awareness about what we're up to so we chose podcasts and i'm also a networker i love 
meeting new people. And so affiliate marketing has always been the best thing. Like when we launched our beta of the great e-course adventure, we had a list of 400 people and we made $30,000 plus in sales to help us build the great e-course adventure. And we did that through a few key affiliate partners. Um, And we just reached out to people we already like had a relationship with and asked them to promote it. And they did. And they helped drive in a bunch of sales to help get us to the mark we needed to actually have the budget to build a great e-course adventure. Yeah. So I just want to say to you to add on to that. Um, the way to know with the best strategy, um, you know, one, I think one of the biggest things that would really help with that is that you need to know who your, who your people are, right? Like it's, this whole idea of like if the the name of the game is building relationships with your audience and, and to, to create those true fans, like you have to know who they are, right? You maybe you don't necessarily know each individual person's life story and all that, but you do know, like generally speaking, like as a whole, like who these people are and sort of what drives them, what motivates them, what they like and don't like generally across across the board. And so yeah. it's sort of like how can you buy a gift for somebody that you don't know? Like, how could you buy a meaningful gift for somebody you don't know? Sure, you could just go get, you know, a bottle of wine or whatever's the universal gift, but what if they don't like wine? Well, you won't know that unless you know them. So getting to know your audience is, is like, one of the most valuable things that you could do. Yeah. The more you do know a little somebody, bit of research. the more meaningful a gift you can get for them. Yeah. Where is your audience consuming media the most? A good chance that's a good place to go. For us in the e-learning industry, webinars are kind of the thing that everybody's doing. And so we're like, well, how can we do the best, most unique, awesome webinars we could possibly dream up? So that's our thing. So where are your people in your industry consuming media? Because that's probably the media you're going to have to to figure out and do. And and then there, yeah, just to reiterate too, uh, if you need certainty to move forward, then you'll never move forward. Like, yeah, there's never, even with what we're doing with, you know, for as much oh. as we feel like that the webinar thing is the way forward, like we're, it's, it's not a hundred percent certain. It's, you know, it's, it's getting up there, but, um, so yeah, it's just, just try, just experiment. That's really the, that's the way forward. So you have permission no to not know the answer. <laughs> totally. Oh, this is fantastic. So if you like us and you think we're neat and you're not in the Great E-Course Adventure community yet, then we invite you to join us and a whole bunch of other pioneers who are creating e-courses that are changing lives and are incredibly unique. We coach you every single week. In fact, we have to leave in just a moment because we have our weekly coaching call. So we will actually bring you on screen and help you figure out your marketing, your funnel, your course, your outline, your everything. And we do this all for $97 a month for several easy payments. And you can go to the link right here. It's awesome. We like it. People here listening right now, Deanna says it's an amazing community with so much support. And she's right. We put our whole hearts and souls into this thing. And we love every single person that comes in. And we're in it to win it with all of you. We're 
you know, how we get our thousand true fans is we show up and we help you make the most kick-ass e-course you could possibly imagine that changes people's lives. That's that's how we all win. So, and we got Stefan saying, good times in the great e-course adventure. Join. We got Kathy Bay saying, ditto to what Deanna said. Awesome support. And Elisa says, you guys are such an inspiration. Stop, but go on. We'd love to hear more. What else are people saying here? <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm blushing a little bit. Um, yeah, seriously, it's it's awesome. You won't find another course on building courses quite like it in the universe, at least not in this galaxy. And so, if uh, and if now's not the right time for you to join the Grady Course Adventure, we've got all sorts of great content and guides and stuff for you to check out on our website. So, check it out, consume it, eat it, love it do good stuff with it and uh we'll see you next week looking forward to it suggest some topics we're open to your guidance on what you want to dive into we love y'all and have yourself a fantastic everything toodles